Hey, thanks a lot for being here this evening. My name is Kevin Conover, and you're listening on, if you're if you're down here in Southern California, we're on K-Praise, 12, 10 a.m., uh, the, the Christian uh, radio station down here. And we're also on FM 106.1 in North County. And then, of course, we're all over uh, the web. We're podcast. We're on YouTube, all those good places. And um, for those of you who are interested in teaching your kids all about God and creation, that's our subject matter tonight. We're going to be talking uh, to an expert on teaching kids about creation. And it's critically important, you know, um, because our view of creation affects everything about the way we perceive life, what the way we look at things, um, how we interpret the things that are happening in the world. You know, are they purposeless? Are they completely random? Um, or are they things that uh, where there really is a uh, good and an evil, where there is a God who loves people and, um, and a spiritual war that's going on where uh, a devil that doesn't love people. And, you know, um, the Bible teaches us all about that all the, all the way back in the beginning. And so um, our guest this evening is Pat Roy. And let me tell you a little bit about him. Um, Pat began creation ministry at the Institute for Creation Research. That's right down here in Southern California. And he was the director of broadcast and radio. He was instrumental in establishing the ICR radio program, Science, Scripture, and Salvation with Dr. John Morris. And uh, Dr. John Morris, if you know who he is, he's a creation giant. In 2000, Pat and his wife, Sandy, created the Jonathan Park creation radio dramas. If you're a homeschool parent, there's a really good chance you know about Jonathan Park, a wonderful series uh, just uh, that's had an impact on so many people's lives. They worked on that for 15 years. And um, ultimately, that went over to have uh, 10 albums with over a million sold. And so uh, incredible influence. Pat, thanks a lot for being on the program this evening. Kevin, thanks for having me. And thank you for all that you do for homeschool families. I really yeah. appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. It's my, it's my uh, yes. amen. Amen. We're in this together. Amen. <laughs> well, hey, Pat, um, you know, tell us a little bit about this. Give us a little bit of your background because, you know, I think, you know, as a homeschool family, um, there are, when you go to a homeschool convention, there is all kinds of resources that are available. I mean, it's kind of mind boggling, honestly, the amount of stuff that is available. And for a lot of people, they get overwhelmed and they're like, okay, do I do this? Do I do this? I mean, there's just so much to choose from. And it's easy if, if you don't know the significance of the impact of creation, it's easy to kind of brush by it and go, okay, wait, I'll, I'll save that for another time because I've got, uh, so much else to do and I'm just trying to survive here. Right. And um, give us a little bit of background. What caused you to become so passionate about um, emphasizing creation um, with families and kids and your own family as well? Give us, give us some background. How did this all get started? Well, you know, Kevin, I thought my passion in life was going to be uh, radio and media. And uh, so I worked for many years. Uh, and then actually I was in my 20s when the Institute for Creation Research invited me to come and be their director of broadcast media. Kevin, it was about two years into it that I finally realized, hey, my passion is actually creation. And, uh, you know, I had also been working with uh, different youth groups and that type of stuff. And so I, I was passionate about reaching youth. And so all of a sudden, media, youth, and creation all came together. And Kevin, the thing that gets me passionate about this is that, unfortunately, I feel that most Christians are living as if Christianity is just another type of religion. You've got mm -hmm. your Jehovah's Witnesses, you've got your New Agers, you've got your Buddhists, and I just happened to be Christian, right, because my family was Christian, or they had really great potlucks, or somebody invited, right? And I think what happens when people believe, or at least are presented with the case for creation, and somewhere along the line, they start to go, oh, this is actually true. 
God actually created all of the science actually fits all the history history fits all of the archaeology it all fits with Christianity and once the light goes off Kevin that's where I get passionate because I see wimpy Christians all of a sudden becoming powerful Christians because it's like suddenly it becomes real and I think that that's true with young people I think that they want truth and I think when they're presented with the truth of creation uh, it turns wimpy uh, kids into powerful kids when they realize that's absolutely true. The other thing Boy, I love I, about it, Kevin, is I love the apologetic of creation, right? Because I can go into a non-believer and I can ask a few key questions, right, to get them to start to question their faith in evolution and naturalism. And uh Boy, you know, a lot of evolutionists have gone on that journey and come out the other side actually being Christians and creationists, right? Absolutely, so those absolutely. Those are the reasons that I'm passionate about this whole thing. You know, it, it's funny. Uh, I mean, your your uh, explanation there is word for word um, really what I went through as a young kid um, mm -hmm. when I studied creation and saw what I, at my church, a guy presented on this, and I saw this evidence. It just lit a fire in my heart that was like, unreal. I just was like, whoa, wait a second. How come other people don't know about this? This is incredible. This is true. And I started to tell my friends about it because I was like, you wouldn't believe this. This is how, how come we, we don't know about this. And, and I, it's funny because now that I'm an apologetics teacher and I teach this to kids, I experience this every single year. The kids all of a sudden go exactly what you said. They go from coward to courageous. All of a sudden it's like, I've got all this confidence. I actually can dialogue with somebody and I can make headway because I can give real facts. I can give real evidence to show that this is actually true. And um, I just love that. You know, it's interesting because just recently, I'm sure you've seen it in the news, the whole thing with the James Webb um, uh, telescope and what just came out that um, a lot of the Big Bang claims um, you know, th there's been, there's been parts falling off the big bang all forever, but just, this is just more of the same, um, seeing these galaxies, galaxies out there that are, uh, completely gigantic, fully developed way farther out in space than they should be able then according to their theory should be there. And, and now you have cosmologists who are secular saying, Hey, wait a second. You know what? Maybe it's a static universe, meaning maybe, maybe it was all just boom the way it was and and you know we're not we're not uh you know um deciding the fate of of creation or or secularism in this case but um again and again and again creation is confirmed the truth of the bible is confirmed um through this data that builds up over time and uh and so it's just wonderful to see that and to be encouraged by that so um boy it's what you said really resonates one of the things that i say about nasa which uh you know, uh, NASA has got an evolutionary worldview, right? And so they teach evolution. They've got an evolutionary worldview. They're looking for um, aliens based on evolution happening throughout the universe. And yet, Kevin, over and over again, all of their discoveries go right back to showing that it was created just as the word says, right? They keep finding uh, overcomable hurdles for the Big Bang. And so I love it because NASA continues to talk about evolution, and yet their discoveries continue to show that the Bible is correct. I, I yeah. love it. I love that so, all of their discoveries are pointing to that. So for, for the families that are listening out there, and you, and you're, you're, you, know, you said you're passionate about um, the fact that uh, these families really need to be emphasizing creation you know, if you were talking to somebody maybe at a convention or a, or a family conference or, or something like that, 
And somebody said to you, why should I emphasize creation in my curriculum as, you know, uh, when I've got all these other subject matter I've got to cover? Um, what would you say to that family um, who's got elementary kids um, and, and how important it is that they integrate this into their curriculum? What, what, what would you say? Well, Kevin, I think it's incredibly important. I think that, uh, you know, uh, kids need to understand that God's word is true. Matter of fact, a lot of times we teach God's word as fairy tales, right? We've got Noah's Ark. We've got uh, all of the other fairy tales that took place in the Bible. And I think kids come away from Sunday school or from church or reading kids books, Bible books and that type of stuff. And they think it's just kind of a story. And Kevin, I think it's so important that we're teaching it as truth, right? So I think it's really important. I think our our kids have got to understand that their faith is not just a blind faith, but it's actually built on facts. It's reality. I think once kids understand that this is real and they see how that works in the real world, all of a sudden it goes from being a faith to a reality that they just have to live out. Right. So I think for parents, it's super important to do that um, is to teach a lot them of parents. The scriptures. A lot of parents struggle with that themselves. I mean, they, they don't even know where to start. Um, so what advice would you give to somebody who's like, man, I, I need, I, I don't know this stuff myself. Um, right. how, how am I expected to be able to teach it to myself? And especially in a way that my kids can understand, um, if, if they've got young kids and that are in elementary school and so forth, um, what advice or counsel would you give them? Well, Kevin, you know, uh, at the start, you, uh, introduced me as an expert on this. You know what? I'm just a homeschool dad myself. Who's been praying for my children as we've been going along. So I'll, I'll share with you maybe some things that I've learned. One of the first ones that I think is so important is that a lot of times uh, dads and moms are not spending time in uh, Bible study time with their children. I'm surprised to find out that most Christian parents don't have a daily um, just Bible study time with their kids. Well, I think that if you're not currently doing that, that's something that is super important to do. Next thing I'd say is as you're reading the scriptures, don't read them as stories, but read them as actual accounts. Let the students know, your, your kids know that these things really happened. And you, you know what that means is maybe if you're studying uh, in the uh, where, where the Battle of Jericho happened, right? You know, it'd be really cool. And I, I used to do this with my kids all the time is have a book there where you can show the actual dig site where they're actually digging up Jericho right now. And they found that the walls fell in and that the Israelites went right up. It's just like the account says. You know, the other thing it talks about is that that happened during harvest time. Well, at the site, they've actually found grain uh, still at the site where that happened, which confirms that that happened during harvest time. And, you know, I think it's kind of cool to look at the scriptures with your kids and say, hey, let's check out what the Bible says. And guess what? Here's what they're actually discovering, right? Or you're talking to them about the worldwide flood. Well, let's talk about some of the evidences for the worldwide flood. And I, I think we really need to stop the language of here's the Bible stories we're saying, but today uh, we're going to come kids and find out the things that God has done and show them that it's actual history and real things that took place. I think that that's super important, uh, important for parents to do. That's fantastic. I love that. And, um, and so now how old are your kids, Pat? How, uh, where are they at in uh, the growing, well, growing up process? I, I just, uh, I'm just about to reach the empty nest syndrome. So okay. uh, <laughs> my youngest just turned 18. So, uh, we're getting pretty close. So, oh, wow. Wow. That's a big deal. Journey. Uh, homeschooling we've uh, gone all the way through has been absolutely amazing. Kevin, it has been a, a journey of adventure and fun and getting to travel. And instead of being in a little classroom, getting to use the world for uh, 
the classroom. It's been so much fun. And and Kevin, uh, my oldest daughter, on her 18th birthday, took me out. Uh, we, we got up at midnight and went out for nachos at a Mexican restaurant. And she thanked me. She said, Dad, thank you so much for homeschooling us all the way through. And of course, it was my wife doing all the work, right? But I, I ended up getting some of the credit there. Dad, thank you so much. It's been an amazing adventure, and I wouldn't have traded traded it for anything. We both sat there in tears and realized uh, just how amazing it's been. So listen, if somebody's out there who's new to homeschooling, uh, I know a lot of people are are new to homeschooling. Listen, excellent choice. Congratulations. Sometimes it's going to be so hard that you feel like giving up. Uh, I know the enemy comes along to discourage, but I think you've made the best choice. Your kids are going to be blessed because of that. And even though there's going to be hard times, let me let you know that on the other end, you are going to be blessed that you raised your kids in this way. That's fantastic. And um, Jason, um, you know, my, uh, you know, Jason and uh, absolutely, he's, he, he's a, a bit on the uh, farther, you know, earlier end of the spectrum, um, just about to have a, another baby boy. Congratulations, Jason. Yay, Thanks, Jason. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, it's great. Uh, I'll have four uh, come next year. So um, exciting times for me. And, and so Jason uh, well, oh, does, what, what Pat's saying, I mean, does that resonate with you at all? I know you've, you've been involved in creation ministry for a real long time. Um, where's your heart as far as that's concerned? And, um, you know, uh, has that been something you've been able to incorporate on a regular basis into your kids' lives, uh, emphasizing creation and so forth? Definitely, Kevin. Um, I was actually thinking about a lot about Pat, and we got to work together at the Creation Museum in Santee for a little bit. And I miss the guy. I know he's moved out to the East Coast with over here, but we still need to connect sometime soon. But um, it's it's been a blessing. Um, I've got to do a lot of homeschooling with my children as well. Um, one of the things that we go through, actually, I know it's a, just a daily thing. The Indescribable book here by Louis Giglio talks about so many different things in creation. Um, also, the Jonathan Park series. Uh, that's amazing resource, too, for kids. And I'm looking so much forward to the uh, the new platypus, uh, talking platypus that you're putting out there, Kevin, for, <laughs> for kids. Right. Charlie. <laughs> um, that's going to be an amazing resource for apologetics as well, because I'm competing with the SpongeBob's and the Avengers and all these other things. My kids want to see all those things. And then, you know, when you see SpongeBob talked about millions of years, you know, sometimes we use that as opportunity to share like, hey, is SpongeBob telling you the truth there? Is he, you know, what? <laughs> Um, how do you know it's millions of years old? And we, we get we get an opportunity to talk about it because uh, your kids, Pat, are going to be going out into the world. I'm not sure if they're going to college or where they're doing, but how are we preparing them to get to that next step where they're going to be independent out in the world, confronted by, uh, you know, atheists and different folks that disagree with creation. So um, that's yeah, something you know. we're doing in our house, too, is trying to build them up and and uh, make sure they're prepared. Yeah. Train a child up in the way he should go. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. Right. That's um, I, I always, I talk about that with parents and it's not about keeping the kids in a bubble. It's about actually preparing them um, to be able to have these discussions. The Bible tells us to demolish arguments that set themselves up against the knowledge of God. And that's really what we have to be able to do. We have to be able to give them the ability to think very clearly logically, consistently, and biblically, um, and, and using science, using history to be able to persuade people of the truth. And um, that really that really did so much for me as a kid. I just remember being, because I went to a public school, but when I heard this stuff, 
what, what was the most offensive to me uh, in the school was I couldn't stand how people kind of denigrated and looked down on what I believed because the, I had been taught this by the people that I loved, right? My parents, my, my friends at church, my, my youth pastor, my pastor. And so when they would denigrate this at school and I didn't have answers, I was incredibly frustrated because I was like, I'm not going to let you get away with saying this kind of stuff about people that I know love me, love God and love others. And um, I want to have the answers to be able to say, whoa, hold on. Have you actually taken the time to look into this? And when you don't have those answers, you just feel really just kind of um, almost ashamed in a sense. You feel kind of um, embarrassed and all the all, all not good feelings. And so when you equip kids with these kinds of tools, you're really um, changing their lives um, in so many ways uh, for the good. And um, Pat, would you say that there's been a big change between when you were homeschooling your kids as, as youngsters and what Jason's having to do now, what I'm having to do now? Would, do you think there's a, um, a big change you know, based on how technology has changed and, and these sorts of things? Um, what are your thoughts on that? Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, things have changed so quickly uh, in our nation over the last few years. Uh, and so it is getting amazing now with social media, right? Kids are hearing stuff from other kids and they're being influenced by all of that. Boy, we see these worldviews that are, are creeping in that are just so anti-Bible, right? And so, yeah, it's, it's a different world out there. By the way, uh, probably uh, two years ago, uh, I had an opportunity to leave the creation movement. I was really at a place where I was saying, Lord, what do you have for me next? And uh, I really came back to the point of saying, Lord, it seems like there's so many things going on in our world right now, so many battles to fight. And I prayed about it. And I came back to, to realizing that creation is really the root of a lot of these things as we're talking about all the transgender stuff and we're talking about the critical race theory and all of that stuff. It really hit me after praying about it for uh, probably weeks, Lord, how do you want me to battle these things out? And realizing that all of those things come back to the creation message as well. It's, it really is the foundation. So, so tie that together for us. Uh, give, uh, give us a little more depth on that. How is CRT or, or the gender issues that are going on? Um, how does that relate to creation in, in your mind? Well, okay, so Kevin, here's the way I like to put it is, uh, think about it, we are made in the image of God. I mean, when you think about that, wow. I mean, the creator who made it all, I love the background behind your head right now, Kevin, as you look out there and you just see the never ending stars and planets, and it just seems to keep going and going and going. And the one who made that, we're made in his image. Mm. That's amazing. And so I think about this. If I was Satan and my goal was to take, take out Christians, and if I hated humans, what would be the thing that I would hate the most about them? Probably the thing that I would hate the most is that they were created in the image of God. Mm. And God very clearly in Genesis states that we are made in the image of God, male and female. And I think that Satan wants to take that out and he wants to deceive. So when you look at all of these different battles that we're fighting right now in society, you can trace them back to made in the image of God, male and female, right? So we we see the attack on genders, right? There really are no females. There really are no males. Or you can be a male and be a female and all of that. That's, that's totally taking out that made in the image of God, male and female, right? It's a direct attack on what God tells us, okay? It's completely anti-biblical. And then when it comes to racism, right, Kevin, when it comes to being a Christian, are some Christians 
racist? Yeah. Uh, are they being biblical about it? No, because when we read in the Bible, we read that we all come from the same family, right? There's no way that we can be racist and be consistent with what the scripture says. And yet we've got this attack on all of these different ra racism is being stoked up right now. And it's turning people's color against other people's color and nationality and all of that. And really, that's completely anti-biblical, too, because we know that we all come from the same family and that we all have to love one another. And so, again, it's just this attack uh, from Satan, I think, on, on that made in God's image. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that makes a ton of sense. It's really just a foundational piece. And it's difficult to even understand the concept of Christ dying for our sins if you if that's not grounded in the fact when we go all the way back to the Garden of Eden and the fact that uh, Adam and Eve decided to disobey God and uh, and follow what they thought was best for themselves rather than to trust him um, and that what he had was good intentions for them. And um, so, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I feel like it's just so critical uh, on so many levels. And uh, R.C. Sproul, I was reading an article by R uh, about R.C. Sproul. He, he actually came to the point where he said, you know what? I have to take uh, creation as it's stated in Genesis. Um, he left off of um, the idea of, of subhumans existing and, and uh, God progressively creating, which he had uh, felt he he adhered to at one point and he said, no, no. He said, there are too many foundational doctrines listed in Genesis for us to say that this is a metaphor. We can't do that. Um, this is not metaphorical. This is, um, this is historical. And, and our, our, all of our beliefs and our doctrine are grounded in that uh, creation in Genesis. So um, I, or many of our doctrines are grounded there. So I just thought that was really powerful, um, what he was saying. And, and, um, and we have to prepare our kids. They have to be able to think through these issues and understand this. And uh, I think, you know, I teach at a Christian high school and, and I'd say the the majority of my students by far are, uh, you know, pr prior to coming into my class are not prepared at all. And I, and I, I have them at 12th grade. They're not prepared to be able to have these discussions um, and connect the dots when it comes to how this affects our, our views on race or how it affects our views on human sexuality or whatever it is. And so that's really important. Do you think, um, do you think it's harder to homeschool kids today? Um, uh, or do you think it was harder, uh, you know, farther back when you were, you know, your kids were little, what do you think it's, well, uh, I think, uh, my, my wife and I hit the sweet spot, right? Because we weren't the pioneers of homeschool. Like you hear these crazy stories of the pioneers of homeschooling, right? And then you've got uh, what Jason's facing. Sorry, buddy, but uh, it's going to be a little bit of a challenge, right? <laughs> so I guess we were kind of in the, the sweet spot with the whole thing. You know, uh, but maybe I could share a story with you. Uh, Jason, you, uh, you said something that was important was equipping our, our children. So when they face people later in life, could, could I tell you guys just a, a story really quick that uh, taught me kind of a lesson that uh, I guess maybe I could pass on? Yeah, uh, I'd love, love it. Yeah. So, um, so one time I was speaking at the uh, Teach Them Diligently conference. I was just a, a workshop teacher and I was talking on this subject. And, uh, you know, when you're done speaking at a, a conference like that, you've always got a line of people that want to talk to you. And so there's a group of people waiting to talk to me. And I can see that the woman about three people down is like this. This is what she's doing in line. <laughs> and, and I'm going, oh, no, I'm about yeah. to talk to that woman. Yeah. And I'm thinking, dear Lord, please give me wisdom to know how to talk to her. And, you know, she's getting closer now. She's number two. And then 
She's coming up and I know she's going to ask questions and I'm just a, a man. So I'm praying, dear Lord, please help me to know how to answer her. And she says, Pat, I listened to what you said. And she said, I raised my daughter her whole life to have a Christian creation worldview. And she said three months ago, she got a job at a zoo. And in three months, the evolutionists there have convinced her that Genesis is not true. And then my daughter used what Ken Ham always said and said, if you don't believe Genesis, then you don't believe the rest of the Bible. And so she says she doesn't believe the rest of the Bible. And then she said, what did I do wrong? Hmm. Well, I don't know. I'm, I'm just a guy who's also passionate about creation. So I was praying for wisdom. And so I said, so you taught creation. And she said, yes, I, I taught creation all the way through. And I went, that's, that's great. I said, did you ever teach evolution? And she said, oh, no, we never talked about evolution ever in our house. Oh. You know, that really hit me. And I prayed for the woman and I tried to do my best to encourage her. And Kevin, we never know the end of the story, right? Because we all know people who have children who have, uh, who have strayed from the faith, right? And our prayer is that uh, God brings them back. But I jumped on the plane and on the plane home, it's almost like her words haunted me because for my own children, I want to make sure that they stay with the faith, right? And so I kept thinking through and praying what she had said. And I began to realize that we need to equip our students. And I think this is what goes wrong sometimes in the homeschool movement is I think a lot of times as Christians, we teach them that evolutionists are dumb or stupid or that they're evil. And then what happens is they graduate and they either go off to college or in their life, they meet a nice, smart evolutionist, right? And it really throws them for a loop. And I've heard that story over and over again. Hmm. So while I was on that plane, I was praying about what uh, I could do for my own family, for my own daughters. And it, it, I got this idea that I call the tour, tour of the worldviews. And so Kevin, I don't know if it's a good idea or a bad idea, but as I'm seeing how my daughters are, are doing in life, I think maybe the Lord used this, but clear back when they were young, this was clear back when they were young, I realized that I needed to expose them to other worldviews. And so whenever we would go to a fair or a street market or some kind of public gathering where there would be booths with different worldviews and you had your evolutionists out there and your new agers and you would have all of these different people that were out there, uh, even the abortion booth, I would go and say, hi, my name is Pat. These are my daughters. We're from a conservative Christian family, but you've got two minutes to tell me what you believe and why you believe it to be true. And then I said, would you allow my daughters to follow up with some questions? And so uh, it was kind of fun. Uh, we did this for years and years and years, and it was kind of a fun tradition. Uh, they would give two minutes, and then my girls would ask them all kinds of questions. And then usually afterwards, we would go out to lunch, and I would ask my, my daughters to go through and tell me what they had learned and to compare what they had learned to the biblical worldview and to try and compare and contrast with what was true and what was false about what these people said. Mm. And Kevin, I'm praying now that as they're entering the real world, that as they face different worldviews, which by the way, is starting to happen, uh, as they're starting to face different worldviews, that they've already been exposed to other people's thinking, and they've already had uh, the, uh, the opportunity to apply biblical truths to what what other people's worldviews are. And uh, Kevin, I think that that's so important. And I, if I can think back to that woman, back to the conference, that might have been what happened. Was it seemed like maybe her daughter had only heard the creation side, but then as soon as she went to the zoo and started working for some evolutionists, uh, nice people uh, who had reasons why they believed in evolution, 
And I don't think she had ever heard that before. And I think that would quickly undid her faith in, in three months. So I think as parents, it's super important that we're exposing them to other worldviews and let's do it by we have the ability to have input into their lives to help them to, to critically think through the things that are right and the things that are wrong about these worldviews that they're facing. Yeah. Yeah. That is, that is fantastic. I, I mean, um, I, again, I just completely, that, that makes uh, complete sense to me. I do this with my students in my, at the school. Um, I actually, we're going through world religions right now. So we've covered Buddhism, Islam, and now we're going through Mormonism. And um, it's interesting because the kids, they don't know a lot about these at all. You know, I have a kid, he, he said to me uh, yesterday, he goes, what is a Mormon? I don't even know what a Mormon is. And, uh, you know, he, he, he just has no idea. And it's not something that comes across his radar very often. And, um, even if it does, he just moves on cause he's just not interested. But right. when you get out and about and, and you're confronted with these situations, um, you know, what it does to you is, is I've noticed this is it makes the students go, um, like you said earlier on, you said all religions are basically the same and people have this in their head when they don't learn about another religion, they just think, oh, all religions are basically the same. But then when you begin to get down into the details of what the religions actually teach, they go, whoa, wait a second. Yes. This is completely different. And um, now I can see clearly what I believe actually has, um, you know, truth to it. Whereas what these are teaching, this is just a far-fetched, you know, in some cases, absolutely crazy, uh, you know, what, what, what is being taught here. And so um, it's even, it's really interesting. I even had an atheist on my radio program once and we were dialoguing and I asked him, why did you, why did you decide not to be a Christian? And, um, and he goes, cause he said he was exposed to Christianity and all. And he goes, well, my best friend was a Christian. He goes, and um, he goes, and I went with him to church and stuff. And everything he believed, none of it made sense at all. I mean, it historically didn't make sense. It scientifically didn't make sense. And I'm thinking to myself, wait a second, what? Christianity makes complete sense. Why are you saying that? I said, wait, wait, what church did you go to? Uh, he goes, oh, he was, he, it was the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And I, I was like, well, no wonder you, you, it didn't make any sense to you because that's not actually Christianity. Right. That's um something that is completely different with no historical evidence at all. And um, then, and it would, it kind of broke my heart. Cause I was like, man, you rejected what you thought was Christianity, but that's not Christianity. And so, you know, we continue the dialogue, but it just, it, it just was interesting to me that he, here he was taking this position. He was so uninformed that he actually thought that Mormonism was actually Christianity. Right. And, um, you know, this just brings back to what you're saying, that we really have to teach our kids to be able to make these distinctions and to think through these issues. Otherwise, um, they're just easy pickings for, uh, Absolutely. you know, for the devil. So, And I'm so glad that you are teaching that in class. Kevin, that is awesome. Thanks for giving those students that foundation like that. That is mm. super important. And, you know, the, the one thing about Mormonism, too, is, um, as you know, when they knock on your door and they come in, uh, one of their tactics is instantly to try and present themselves as Christians. Mm -hmm. uh, and so I think a lot of Christians become confused, right, when they get a, a visit from the Mormons, because they go, hey, these guys aren't so bad. They know the scriptures, and boy, they say that they're Christians, and they believe in Jesus, and uh, well, I always heard they were bad guys, but uh, I guess they're Christians after all. But you're right, we've got to train ourselves as Christians to be able to say, what is Christianity? 
and what is truth and why are there differences here? And so I think that that's great that you're teaching students that. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Jason, um, for you, what has been the what has been the toughest part of um, shaping your kids' worldview in this regard? Um, and what advice would you give to to parents that are starting out, maybe a little bit behind you? Um, you know, as you've experienced this. Well, I uh, I do agree with Pat. I do think that you need to get the Bible out. That's number one thing that you need to do. Um, I do think it it's great to have support from the church. However, um, I'm just going to say it. Many churches are not even qualified or want to touch the subject of creation or um, worldviews or anything like that. Um, I don't know why. I think it would be wonderful if more churches brought in creationists or got equipped to uh, present this stuff rather than the, the topical day-to-day uh, -day things. I think that's kind of the, the where we're at today is culture is kind of on the other side of the spectrum because we've lost our way with the basic foundation of, hey, this is what the Bible teaches. And um, I think that's where you need to start right there. But there's so many resources. I live out here in Kentucky, right by the Creation Museum, the Ark Encounter, all that stuff. There's so many uh, wonderful scientists and folks that have put in research time. Um, it's great to just go out here in the field and see fossils right beneath our feet. But there's just, there's so many things that confirm the biblical creation of Genesis uh, right here at our feet. I, I recommend what Pat says, you know, get out there, get out of, if you're homeschooling, um, get out in the field and 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 do some research and, and see some things that God has created. There's so many things. I'm, I'm having a baby, as you guys were saying, but we just found out that we can get a genetic test to tell if it's a boy or a girl. And um, they extract blood from my wife's arm. They don't do anything crazy, but they can actually, um, the placenta is actually uh, uh, releasing cells throughout my wife's body. And they can see if there's an X or Y chromosome by getting blood right from Wow, I thought that was amazing. That, yeah, <laughs> that, there's so many uh, just amazing things uh, with God's fingerprints all over them. But um, I would just, you know, I would just recommend that those families that are uh, maybe they're in public school or, um, you know, doing something even in regular homeschool, but just really like Pat said, get into the Word of God and. Uh, find a resource. I mean, Educate for Life is going to have an amazing resource. I want to keep uh, saying that, but next year there's going to be so many uh, great, uh, this great video series for kids uh, that Kevin's producing. Uh, but there's so many other things out there. I would say do some research, go to uh, Pat Roy's website, um, the creation guys. Uh, there, I mean, there's so many things out there, fun things to do with your kids to learn about science and then how God, how the Bible confirms the things that we see all around us. Yeah. Um, and for those of you listening, um, Pat Roy's website is creationquest.net. If you want to um, just touch base with him, maybe you want to reach out, get some advice or some counsel on, uh, you know, some, some detailed questions about, Hey, how do I do this? Or what's the best approach here? Um, and then also the creationguys.com. You can check that out. Pat Roy and Kyle justice um, also have been uh, doing ministry there, just continuing to um, encourage people and emphasize creation. And um, so those are, those are some great race resources for me. Some of my go-to places, just when I'm trying to get questions answered, icr.org. We already mentioned uh, the Institute for creation research, 
We've had uh, Brian Thomas on. We've had many other guys from the uh, uh, Institute for Creation Research. That's a wonderful research resource. I believe they have over now 50,000 articles on their website, which is mind-boggling to me. Um, and then, of course, I, al- I also use AIG. I use creation.com. Um, all these great websites are, wo- are wonderful resources with, writ- with articles written by PhD scientists. And a lot of it's very cutting-edge stuff. Um, what they're looking into and what they're doing. And then there are so many wonderful creation ministries out there that are on on a smaller level too, um, that you can reach out to and uh, connect with. So if that's you, um, those are great places. Uh, And of course, my website, educateforlife.org, we have all kinds of curriculum up there for you as well to support you and encourage you and and just really help you to ground your kids because it's just so necessary um, that that happens. And then, um, you know, uh, Pat, uh, what's on the horizon as far as you're concerned? Do you have um, uh, plans for the future as far as do you feel like God's leading you in any particular direction um, when it comes to creation ministry? Uh, do you have any uh, vision for the future? Oh, yeah. God's been so good to us. Uh, we're doing a bunch of stuff. We are producing a full-length documentary called Nova Rupta, which is a uh, volcano that erupted in Alaska. We're working on That's going to be a full-length documentary that we're doing with Genesis Apologetics. Uh, We're producing a video series called uh, Cashton's Wildlife in the Zoo. That's going to be on Answers TV. Uh, So that's a new Answers. uh, And that's actually what we're doing right now. This weekend or this week, we're actually out at a zoo in Virginia right now shooting for that. Um, uh, Also teaching local creation classes in Virginia. But Kevin, I've got to say, probably the one that I'm the most excited about is Kyle Justice and and I have teamed up. And we're doing something called the creation experience. And basically we go out to a church and we, uh, uh, we do some illusions and uh, we blow up hydrogen on stage. And we do game shows and we have a cell phone competition uh, doing the magical illusion. Kyle actually ties me up in a bag, throws me in a trunk, shuts the trunk, locks it up, puts some chains on it. He jumps on the trunk. He raises a blanket. And when he lets it go, I'm standing on top. And then Kyle's in the trunk and, uh, so it's basically wow. uh, just this crazy 90-minute presentation where uh, the audience doesn't know what's coming next, and we're teaching evidence against the Big Bang, uh, the idea that non-living materials can become alive, that natural selection mutations could turn one animal into another, and the, the big message that comes through is God created you on purpose with talents and abilities. How are you using them for him? Uh, it's a fun uh, show. We're traveling around with it. Um, we've been in California, Oregon, Washington. We've been to uh, Florida, uh, also here in Virginia. We come out to churches. We don't charge an honorarium. We don't charge travel costs. We don't do anything as far as charging. Literally, a church just has to say that they want us. Mm-hmm. And we'll show up with our trailer full of stuff, and we'll put on a, a 90-minute crazy uh, presentation uh, where it'll keep everybody engaged and uh, teach creation as we do it. No, that's fantastic. And if they want to do that, um, thecreationguys.com, that's the best place to go if they're interested in that. That's right. If you go to thecreationguys.com and uh, click on uh, the creation experience, uh, and then also we've got some trailers on there so you can watch it. It's really hard to explain. I mean, it's just this crazy, oh, and we get the audience involved and they're doing experiments in the audience. And then we're shooting smoke rings across the audience. And uh, that's fantastic. Yep. That's awesome. And then, um, you know, uh, Pat, I know that you used to be in high schools, um, uh, public high schools you actually used to visit. Uh, tell us a little bit about that. What was your experience like with that? 
Okay, when, uh, you know, I did this a lot down there in San Diego. And basically what I would do is I'd wait till Time Magazine came out with one of those eight men covers, right? Which was every few months. And I would go and grab one of those and buy it. And I would go to the high school campus and I would stand just on the edge of the campus, right? So my little toesies weren't touching the campus, but I was right next to it. And it was right as students were coming out and I would hold up the magazine and I'd go, yo, hey, is this your great, 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 great granddad? And instantly I would have tons of students around me because they wanted to talk about this stuff, right? And they didn't know whether I was a creationist or an evolutionist, but I would ask right away, I'd say, how many of you believe that you evolved? You know what I saw is a few kids loud and proud would raise their hands uh, that they were evolved. And I'd say, how many of you believe that you were created with purpose? Most of the kids, even the non-Christian kids would look down at their feet and they would kind of raise their hand. And all of a sudden, I came to the realization that most students instinctively know that they were created with purpose. And it really taught me that, you know, that kind of makes our job easy, right? Because people instinctively know that they were created for a reason, right? Yeah. So now yeah. all we have to do is tell them about the reason. Now, the sad thing is I would go to the college campus and uh, I would go with a video recorder and a mic. And by the way, there's all kinds of uh, uh, YouTube videos of me actually doing this on campuses. And I'd ask them if they believe that they were created or evolved. Here's what I found out is that about 50% of them said that they were created. Okay. And so let's just focus on those for right now. Out of that 50%, I only found a few students that were still following the Lord. All mm. of the ones that said that they were raised in a Christian home, almost all of them said that they had now rejected their faith. And Kevin, I would ask them, how long did it take you to reject your faith? The one you were raised with three to six months. Next question. What was it that convinced you that there was no God? Their answer? Mm, not sure. Wait a minute. You rejected your faith in three to six months and you don't even know why? Mm. Next question. Has anybody ever talked to you about creation versus evolution? All of them, most of them, except for maybe just a few said they had never heard that there was scientific evidence for creation. Yeah. Next question. Would you like to hear the evidence for creation. You know what 100% of the students said? Yeah. They said, yes, they wanted to hear it. And so we would turn off the cameras and the recorders and we spent about 45 minutes with each student. We had some students say, now that I've heard this, I think that I'm wrong and I need to get back into church again. Wow, mm. so think about this, Kevin. Most, uh, most parents send their kids to a secular college. Wow. Okay, those kids, almost all of them will reject their faith. They'll do it in three to six months. There won't really be a valid reason why they do that. Most of them have never heard the evidence for creation, and all of them want to hear the evidence for creation. Mm. Well, you know what that tells me is that why aren't we doing that all the time? Mm. I realize when I go out on the campuses, I always have a hard time getting there, right? It's always like I've got an excuse and a reason why I can't make it. But when I get to the college campuses and I spend a day doing that, I always come away going, Lord, thank you. That was an amazing time of talking to the students. Mm. And then I ask myself, why aren't I doing this more often? Mm. And so I really think it, it tells us a lot as Christian parents, right, is that we need to equip our students so that someday when they go off to college and they meet that nice evolutionist and the one that maybe has some evidence for why they believe in evolution, that our students aren't blown out of the saddle. Because I think that happens over and over again. Well, I know it does because I have talked to literally hundreds of students 
out on college campuses that say that they were raised in a Christian home and they are outright rejecting um, uh, God now. And every single one of them was convinced that evolution was true. Mm -hmm. That's why I think this is such an important battle. Yeah. Amen. I, I, again, I just, uh, everything you're saying has, has been my experience as well. It's just, it's the same thing is, uh, that people are desperate to hear this. They can't believe it when they hear it and it doesn't matter who they are. Um, the devil has just done a really, really good job of trying his best to keep people from even being able to consider the evidence because he's, he's prevented them from being able to have access to it. Um, whether that's just through keeping people busy or just keeping it off the radar or just, you know, it's, it reminds me, it just popped into my head of the screw tape letters where, uh, you know, the, the, the devil in the screw tape letters, um, he basically says, look, um, your best bet is to keep him distracted. You don't want him thinking about these subjects. Don't allow him the time to be able to think about these more important <laughs> subjects. And that's really what's happened is, is that people have been uh, consumed with so many other things that they just aren't taking the time to think about the big issues. And there's nobody frequently in their, in their circle that actually has anything good to say about it. And so, um, uh, we just have to pray that the Lord of the harvest would send out more workers into the harvest field. Right. And uh, so. Right. Uh, exactly. And think about it, Kevin, as, as, as parents in this world, we're so busy trying to pay the bills and do the job and make it to Bible study and all, all of that type of stuff. It, you know, it, it can be easy to let that time get taken away from us. I think you're mm. right. I think the enemy distracts. And I think even good Christian parents, a lot of times, boy, there was a lot of times in my life where I said, boy, I have got to be spending more time focusing on this with my, my children, but there's so many things that come in to distract. And, you know, I think a lot of parents don't even really know how to touch on these subjects, hmm. but I guess my, my exhortation would be to you as a parent is your kids are worth it hmm. um, for the next generation. We've got to really make it a priority to give our, our kids a good foundation so that someday when they do sit in a college classroom or when they're at a job with, with non-believers that they hold strong to their faith, right? And and boy, deception is the thing right now in this world. Like we have never seen it over the last couple of years. It seems like deception is coming on like never before. And I, I sat down with my girls just uh, last week and I said, girls, there are so many deceptions right now because it's getting crazy out there mm -hmm. that to hear truth and to know truth is a hard thing to do. And I said, girls, that's why you've got to be in the scriptures every day, reading and learning truth, because there are so many deceptions that are going to try and take you away from your faith. And boy, mm. as a parent, there's a real challenge right now is we have got to help them to know the truth. Absolutely. Amen. Well, Pat, I, I just want to thank you so much for everything you do and um, and for being here and just having this discussion with us. And, and uh, we'll just pray that God continues to bless your efforts and your ministry. And uh, just thank you so much for the impact you've had on so many people and so many families. You too. I, I sure appreciate what you guys are doing. God bless you. Thank I you, Roy. Pat, God bless you too. Okay. Um, that's the creationguys.com. If you guys want to reach out to Pat um, and to Kyle, creationquest.net is Pat Roy's um, personal website. If you just want to touch base with him, even if it's for prayer or just reaching out um, to support them, whatever the case, uh, you have that. We're going to be um, having a radio show come up again. We have tons of radio shows 
um, in our archives that you can get that are incredible resources with experts that are testifying to God's goodness, how God has used them, and how uh, God continues to bless them. And so um, you can check that out, educateforlife.org. And uh, thanks for being here with us. And uh, we look forward to being with you next time. God bless you. And happy Thanksgiving, too. A little premature here, but uh, I hope you have a wonderful Thanksgiving. God bless you.